Travel Tidbits podcast, hosted by the agents of Pineapple Escapes. Join us as we discuss the latest in travel news, destinations, and tips for the savvy traveler. After all, travel makes life sweeter. Hi, I'm Christy Shear, travel agent of Pineapple Escapes, and you're listening to the Travel Tidbits podcast. Thanks for joining me today as I present one of our tidbits episodes where I discuss my recent trip to Pennsylvania. Mid-July, my husband and I traveled to Pennsylvania to visit some really good friends of ours who had moved to Birdsboro, Pennsylvania, which is about two hours out of Philadelphia. And we wanted to incorporate some sightseeing while we were there. So we started out with flights from St. Louis connecting Atlanta. And thankfully, we had a very uneventful flights. Despite all the recent horror stories of delays and cancellations, everything went smoothly. So we arrived in Philadelphia on a Thursday evening and had a wonderful dinner at a restaurant called The Goat's Beard. It was a new American fair type restaurant with a fresh take on a lot of old favorites. So we really enjoyed it. The following day, we were spent driving through Lancaster County, which, as you may know, is known for their Amish communities. So this was in the county next to where our friends lived. So a very short drive. Probably to me, one of the most surprising things about this was the fact that they had many tan and beige houses on their Amish farms. Having visited Amish area communities in Illinois, up around like the Arthur area, and over in Indiana near Lagodi, we typically always see bright white houses. So that was a difference of what I saw from those Amish communities. So we went on our own, just looking around, driving. We saw lots of homesteads, beautiful houses, well-kept gardens and homes, children playing outside. I loved seeing all of their laundry hanging out on the lines. That was one of my favorite things. Um, And I have some pictures I took of that. We also passed some horses and buggies on the road. So that's always something interesting to see. Of course, as we traveled along, there were lots of Amish run businesses from the homes, quilts, woodworking, just lots of variety of things like that, as well as lots of them selling fresh flowers that came from their garden. While we did our sightseeing on our own, there were a lot of different options in the areas. You could actually do tour buses to go through the Amish area. There were horse and buggy rides. There was an Amish village that you could visit and do some interactive fun with kind of the way how they do their everyday life and chores. And then there was also an Amish farm that you could visit. So that was definitely a nice thing to do. It only took us, oh, we probably did that for an hour and a half just to look around. On our way, we passed through several small towns, a lot of those with like boutique and antique shopping historic homes, art galleries, a lot of very unique small dining experiences. So we enjoyed as we went along just seeing places and stopping and checking them out. One of those little towns was called Lidditz, and we spent a good bit of time there. It had several things, and 
I may or may not have picked up a few antiques to bring home with me. Uh, We flew Southwest, so I made sure to bring my extra suitcase. So I had some some room to pack things away. And, And luckily what I did find all came home in one piece. I have hard-sided luggage, so that's a big help with that. So then on Saturday, we had a big adventure. We boarded a train for a two and a half hour ride to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. So I had never heard of Jim Thorpe before, and I thought that was a very odd name for a town. So in investigating, I found out some information about it. So I'm going to give you a little history lesson about Jim Thorpe. So Jim Thorpe was a medal-winning athlete in the 1912 Olympics, and he excelled in many sports after that. In fact, he played both professional baseball and football. Now, Jim Thorpe was born in Oklahoma and was of Native American descent. And after his death, his wife lobbied the officials in Oklahoma and asked them to put a, a memorial in his honor. They refused to do this, and his wife was very upset for it. So angry and needing some money, she heard of a town in Pennsylvania looking to attract some businesses and tourists. So she offered to sell them his remains. And part of the condition was that they had to rename the town after him and build a monument. Now, I'm not sure what that amount of money was they paid, but that they did that. Um, They have his remains there. They have a memorial. And she came away with with some money to uh, live on for the rest of her years. So I did see also that back several years ago, Oklahoma tried to get his remains back to put on the Indian reservation, but they were not able to do that. It went through several courts and it was determined that the town could in fact keep his remains there. So that was just kind of interesting. But in addition to that, the town is full of little shops and restaurants, and it's also called Little Switzerland. It kind of seems to exist in a time warp, kind of has a European feel to it, tons of shops and galleries and all sorts of things. We ate lunch there at a place called the Notch 8 Craft House, and I can't say enough good things about this restaurant. We just happened upon it looking for a place for lunch. Um, It probably held a maximum of 20 people inside, and that included the majority sitting at the bar. But the food was delicious. I mean, it was fresh. The chef came out and talked to us about what they had. They had craft cocktails that were made with, you know, fresh herbs and flowers and things. So just a really, really good place. We enjoyed that. So our final day in Pennsylvania uh, was spent in Philadelphia prior to our flight home. And we did a tour of the Eastern State Penitentiary, which was the world's first true penitentiary and housed Al Capone, as well as many other famous criminals. So it was known for its central area with hallways jutting out, including a full hospital wing. Prisoners stayed in their cells. I think they got out 30 minutes a day to be out in the central area, but it was in an era when they really looked at solitary confinement and to reflect on oneself as to be the best course of treatment. 
It had around 80,000 men and women in it. So it was a huge place. The cells had these huge vaulted ceilings. I'm going to guess, oh gosh, probably 20 foot high with a single skylight to let light in over the top. They ate their meals there. They did everything there. So it was a self-guided tour with the audio narration So they had all kinds of things. Even with doing that, there were lots of other places within the prison you could visit, including, you know, the state of criminals and our prisons today and all those kind of things, which the facts they presented there were, were a little bit scary. But it was well worth it if you enjoy kind of historical type things. Of course, no trip to Philadelphia is complete without a sighting of that famous steps that Rocky climbed in victory, you know, and we did go by there. We didn't stop. It was going to be, we'd have to park a considerable amount of uh, our distance away. And we were kind of on a tight time schedule because of our flights. So we did not do that. We did a quick visit to Independence Hall and to the Liberty Bell. The Liberty Bell was much smaller than what I anticipated, but I'm glad to say we were able to visit there. And then finally, we finished our visit to Philadelphia at an old firehouse that had been turned into a restaurant. And it was actually right across the road from the Eastern State Penitentiary. It was excellent. We had outdoor seating, just really cool the way they had turned that into a restaurant. So Although we were only gone for a short time and weren't able to see nearly all there was to see, um, of course, we had to get in some visiting time with our friends, although they did accompany us and they were our hosts and our tour guides and all these things. But we had a great time and we came home refreshed. So just a reminder to never underestimate the power of a small trip and what it can do just to revive and re-energize you. So thanks for listening today to our travel tidbit. And we would love to help plan your next vacation. Email us at info at pineappleescapes.com to get started. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Travel Tidbits podcast hosted by Pineapple Escapes. Travel makes life sweeter. Let the experts help you plan a vacation with lasting memories. We'd love to help you plan your next vacation and have you join our community. You can find us on the web at www.pineappleescapes.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Pineapple Escapes. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.